Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to Helene de France today, who is a bronze medalist in the 2016 Olympics in Brazil. How amazing is that? And she is also a member of Flow 365. And I wanted to hear everything that she has experienced in her year doing this work of planning. And I have to admit, I was kind of surprised that this program would be appealing to an Olympic athlete, number one, and number two, she's not yet a mom. So she's really doing this work so that by the time she's ready to be a mom, she feels like she has more of her ducks in order around her wellness. And I just love that. And she's been such an integral part of our program. So before we dive into our interview, I just had a few things to share, some about the interview and some about the program. So bear with me. So number one is applications are open for Flow 365. So after you've heard everything Helen has to say or gone back and listened to the two episodes where you've met two other people from Flow 365, I would love you to apply to be part of the program if it appeals to you, if it's something that you're thinking, oh, wow, if I spent a year really planning for the life that I want and having accountability to take little steps each day that got me closer to that, all while doing my work and parenting and eating really well, what would life look like a year from now? If that sounds just so juicy and yummy and like this life that you would love accountability around creating, you should definitely come apply. It's so fun for me to get to know you guys and read all these applications as they come in. So that is thing number one. And you can go to plansimple.com slash flow hyphen three, six, five. And that is where you can read more about it and fill out an application. On that page, all the way at the bottom of that page are all the different resources that we've created, some of which have already happened live around just giving you all the information we can to make a good choice. So there have been two other podcast episodes with current members of Flow365. There's another one coming. There has also been, by the time this airs, an open house that you can see behind the scenes, what it looks like, what the software looks like, how we hang out, what you might get from me, all that kinds of stuff. So you can see what the experience might look like. And I later this week, actually like by the time this comes out tomorrow, am releasing a free class. So stay tuned, make sure you're on our email list. Uh, I will also be announcing how to sign up for it on future episodes. Um, we're launching a free class, a masterclass on planning that really goes through all the different tools and practices that I teach. And so you can just get a feel for what they all are and you can just start implementing them in your life now. And a lot of this content is content that in the past I've put on webinars, but I'm really finding that 
for moms and me as a mom, it's really hard to find a time when you and I can both be on our computers at the same time in this dialogue, um, you know, before we've really committed to working together. And so I really wanted to create a format where you can tune in at any point in your day and really learn. And I'm not sure it's going to be free forever, but it's definitely going to be free next week. So stay tuned for that. And I would love to know what you have to think about that. So that is pretty much everything Flow365. I can't wait to see who joins us for this cohort. I think that a couple of the ladies who've been going through it this year might rejoin us. So if you've loved any of the ladies you've heard from, you might be part of their group next time. So let's move on to this episode. So on this episode, we're going to hear all about Helen's experience. And in it, she'll mention some of the tools that we use in Flow365. So I just wanted to take a moment to highlight what three of those look like, just so that you can then take them and possibly use them in your own life today. So the first one that she mentions is the group meetings. So this is once a week and we do alternate the time every other week. So it makes sense for a huge variety of time zones because we do have people on West Coast time and we have people in Europe. So we need to find a time that works for everybody. And we meet up and we say what we're going to do for the week ahead. And we also reflect on what might have led us to that from the week prior. So both the things that went really well and maybe the things that we needed to work on. For the most part, we're just declaring this in a, in a space that's safe and held so that we can really hold ourselves accountable to doing what we say we're going to do in the following week. And let me get this straight. This is not all like doing in your typical sense of doing. This is not all about working harder and more hours. Sometimes this is about making space for better sleep or taking a nap or hydrating yourself. So these are really wellness, work, family. It's all these things and really prioritizing what you need. And we, we come together and it's the most supportive, just loving situation to declare what you're going to do for a week. And it's interesting because it really helps everyone focus on what they want to do and how they want to show up. And it's been a really powerful practice for everybody. And then in between those meetings, which are face-to-face and we can look each other in the eye, we also have a walkie-talkie app where we're talking back and forth all week. And if anyone ever misses the meeting, then they go on the walkie-talkie app and they do the same equivalent of what they would have done on the meeting on that app. So we can still hold them accountable to the life that they want to live. So those are group meetings. And if you're like, yeah, but that really is just part of your program, you could do this too. There's been many times in my life when I just have called a friend for a certain thing or um, created a group myself so that I have this kind of group or I have just a relationship with one person so that somebody else besides myself and besides my immediate family is holding me accountable to things I want to do. So I've done this with a specific goal in mind. So I had somebody who I called as I was really getting my food in check and I could check in on a regular basis. That was actually somebody who I paid. But then at other moments, even actually right now, I have a whole slew of friends who I will check in with on a regular basis and say what I'm going to do just so I've said it in the world. And then they hold me accountable to that. So it's been great because I've met so many amazing people on my journey and I do work with paid coaches as well, but there's a different, there's a different level of accountability in a friend and when you've paid for a program. 
So you can create these group meetings yourself if that is calling to you and Flow 365 is not. Okay. So the second thing that she talks about is the daily tongue twister, the daily debrief. And this is just the idea that we we can't just set and forget our goals and our plans. And I see this a lot right now in the beautiful spreads of the bullet journal movement and just these amazing scrapbookers making these amazing pages, but sometimes the focus isn't getting what's on them done. And maybe I'm the only one, but I have made some really elaborate plans and then not followed through with them before. And so the daily debrief is really about at the end of the day, going back through the plan you made for the day and what you said you wanted to do for yourself, because this is all about you and really just acknowledging, okay, I had said that from eight to one, I was going to commit to my writing practice And wow, I realized that for two of those hours, I got sucked into Facebook. So I'm just going to like write a little note about that. I'm not going to get all judgy on myself, but I'm going to observe that that's what I did. Or I had written down, I had given myself a block so that I could sit and enjoy a really healthy salad for an hour in the middle of the day so I could really nourish my body. But gosh, I got totally dragged into this thing at school and then I had to go run this errand and then I had to get to this meeting. And then all of a sudden it was two and I gobbled up a a bunch of granola bars while driving in the car. So it's not about judging ourselves, but it's about holding ourselves accountable and learning from the things that trigger us or pull us away from what we want. And this is the daily debrief. And you can easily do this at the end of the day. You just recall back you have to sort of a little bit start planning what you are going to do. So maybe even just saying the three things you want to get done. And then if you get those three things done, great. Maybe at the end of the day, you're acknowledging that you could fit in a few more things or that everything worked out because you had the support you needed and you realize that you just need to make sure you have that support every day. So there can be good stuff. It's not always about the bad stuff. There can be magic that starts to happen as you get what you want done. And then you're sort of writing down in the flow planner. There's a space at the end of every day to write down any magic moments you experience. So any little things that happened that seem so synchronistic that you couldn't believe that they weren't on purpose. And so this is what happens in the daily debrief. And so Helen will get into that a little in her interview. And then the third thing that she'll talk about is the word of the cycle or the word of our of our season together. So everything in my world is always in 90-day chunks. There's a couple times that I talk about the whole year, but not very often. I really do believe as busy women, you know, operating with children in the school system and with our cycles and just in the fast pace of this world that one a lot of times We just drag out if we plan for a year and we don't get the things we want done. And sometimes we just need to change. Our kids are growing. We need to pivot. And we just, it takes planning for only 90 days at a time to really notice what's changing. So that was a long way of saying that we, we plan in 90 day cycles. And at the beginning of every 90 day cycle, as I alluded to in the previous episode where you met Heather, I think is where we talked about it, we have a retreat. And in, in that retreat and in the planner as well, not, you know, it doesn't even have to be part of the retreat. One of the things we do at the beginning of every cycle is pick a word 
for that cycle. And so Helen alludes to this in our interview, and you can do this too. You just declare that this is the beginning of my 90 day cycle. And this is what I, this is how I want to feel. This is, this is the word. This is my word. And she shared that hers for the, the time that we were talking about when we did this interview was serenity. And what happens is when you pick this word and this word, it usually comes straight from your heart in, in the, in our retreats, our virtual retreats, we do um, some sort of meditation and really quieting so that we can understand, like that word can just come to us. And for the most part, it really is just coming from our heart. Every once in a while, words are so nuanced. We'll throw out ideas to somebody about sort of different words, which might capture more the meaning, the essence of what they're trying to get at. So every once in a while, we'll we'll help a member really figure out what their word is and feel into that. And every once in a while, people choose more than one word. But the point behind this word is that it really becomes a filter. Like if I pick serenity as my word, and then I'm writing down all these things that I need to do that just bring me into fight mode or you know push mode, then those might not be the things I'm supposed to work on in this 90-day cycle. So we do a lot of work around that. But just this picking of this word can inform a lot. So you can do that too. So those are three things that Elena is going to allude to that you can do too starting today. So with no further ado, I think, let's get Helen on the show and hear what she has to say. I, hi, Helen. How are you this morning? I'm good. Thanks. I'm good. I'm saying good morning as we're recording this and it's very early for me and it's not so early for you because you are in France, which is so much fun to be working with someone in France. Yeah, I think uh, it's really good for me to have uh, another point of view from another whatever culture or another way to think. I love that. And for some reason that feels on French, but I love it. <laughs> I actually, I have a few very good French friends, so I, I love the culture. Someday I hope to come visit you. So (laughs) tell us, so you have a very interesting story. So I would love you to tell us a little bit about your background, um, what you've been doing for the past couple of years before you got into your current profession. And I'll just say that Ellen reached out to me and it's funny because, you know, you're taught when you're making online classes that you just are meant to speak to the person, the one person you know that you're meant to serve. And I always feel like I speak in so much mom language that I'm always apologizing to anybody who's either not a mom or who's older, who's a grandmom. And you reached out to me and said, you know, I'm not a mom, but I think I'm supposed to do this program, which I so love. So I'm so glad that we're having this conversation because I, I think that you know, we're right in the middle of the year long program, but I think that it's served you just as well as it served all the moms. So, so it's, it's so exciting. So tell us a little bit about, about where, what, what your background is and where you, 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 know, you I want you to tell the, the sailing part okay. and then to what you do now. Okay. So I'm 32. Uh, I've been a professional athlete for 10 years. So basically from my 18 to my 30th, um, years old um, and yeah since t- so I've stopped uh, doing sport uh, for full 
job uh, since two years and um, and now so I've been working uh, in another area since two years so which is my job now in nutrition um, okay you're so modest so you are professional a professional athlete like in Olympic athlete, right? Sailing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's hard to, to know what to say. So uh, the goal was to prepare for the Olympics, so to yep. get so to get the qualification and and then to to be to to get a medal basically. And uh, so I was a sailor. Yep. And it works uh, in a four year cycle because the Olympics are every four years. So basically I did two full uh, Olympic cycle and I didn't qualify for London in 2012 and I managed to uh, improve and qualify uh, for Rio in Brazil in 2016. And I got um, world champion uh, in 2016 and got the bronze medal in Rio in 2016 too. So that was the top of my career. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, and the top of one career, because I know there's many more iterations to come. <laughs> so, and then, and now you're practicing as a nutritionist. Yeah, so um, that's my job. I'm an entrepreneur and I've been always uh, interested in uh, earth. And for some reason, nutrition appealed me to me, and um, I made st- I, yeah study nutrition, and I'm really really interesting in how yeah how nutrition and can and how our food habits can affect our health, and also how our digestive system is such a big key in our health. So I'm that's my job now. I've learned, and now I. I educate people and give some advice around that. I love that. And I love that with that, you were still attracted to this. So let's go into that. What, why, why were you attracted to Flow 365? Like what? Because I feel like you, you we, we met. We met online. I think we, we met because you heard me in an online summit. And very quickly the next week is when I did this. And I feel like you knew. Like you were like, I'm going to do this. So what attracted you to, to this program? So it's crazy because um, basically in August, so last August, before the summer, uh, in June, sorry, before the summer, I told myself, look, I've got this summer coming and I really want to um, take this summer for um, to find tool and whatever that could help me to improve things I was stuck with and um, I, I was uh, listening to a summit about health and stuff and basically during the summit the um, the host do you say host yeah the host the host Jade interviewed you mm-hmm. and I don't know you you spoke mostly about nutrition and and stuff but you also mentioned your tool that you were creating your planner and then you mentioned also the the, the flow 365 and oh my god I don't know it just uh, sounded like the perfect tool for me it, it was clear I needed that and so what I did is I uh, looked online and on on your website I also listened to some of your podcasts and you mentioned it and I wanted it like it was 
it was uh, it sounded yeah the what I needed basically. And I love that you, I think on that program, probably when I, on that interview, I probably shared the day sheet, like, cause the planner originally came from this one sheet that I used every day um, for anyone who's new listening to the podcast. Um, it came from this sheet that I would print out every day and I would put down sort of, I would answer a number of key questions, like how I wanted to feel and what I wanted to receive and what three, just the three things I wanted to get done. And then I would sort of block out the time. And then there was some aspect of reflecting back at the end of the day. And you did that sort of religiously for a minute before we started. And um, so that was great. Yeah, I think I did it for two weeks or something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just uh, giving me a structure and uh, it was a, a guide because I was not able to to do that on my own. So yeah, it was. And so what, like, can you pinpoint a little bit, like, so you had this instinct that something needed to change. And so what, like, what did that look like? What did you know needed to change or, or how, how was how you planned differently that you know needed to change? I'm not sure how you were thinking about it at the time, but. Well, basically, yeah, it all felt wrong. Like I felt stuck. I felt stuck because I, I was stressed every day mm-hmm. and I didn't feel accomplished uh, at any time. And um, I had some vision some days, like who I wanted to be, but for some reasons until, I mean, since I'm a little, I uh, I never was able to stop and think how I could get to there. And uh, yeah, and, la- and uh, six months ago, that felt um, too wrong. I needed to get some help. And because I was like, well, I've stopped my uh, Olympic career two years ago now, and I'm still stuck. I'm still not happy as I w- would like to be. I'm still not um, organized as I would like to be. So everything felt wrong. Even though I had ideas and stuff, I was not able to. I know. And what's so interesting to me about that is I feel like every time I talk to you, I hear something new and amazing. So it's like she's in the Olympics and then you, um, you know, do two different, you have two different like lines of your work and you see private clients. And um, a lot of times I feel like when people say, they're either starting or they're just not finding it. Like they really have no clients or nothing's working. And, and every time I talked to you, I was like, wow, like she's doing a lot, but it was interesting because you just weren't seeing it. And, you know, so, and so you were, you were working at um, seeing private clients. And then one of your other things is that you are the nutritionist for a football team. And I remember, you know, months after talking to you and, and realizing that this is like a big deal. Like it's like a big deal football team. Like, you know, <laughs> in France, it's probably like famous people who like kids want to see on the street <laughs> and you're, you're their nutritionist. So, so it's interesting to me how, when you, I mean, not you, but like people, ever, anyone listening that we can be doing so much and not be able to sort of take that in. Um, and I feel like as I've watched all the women in Flow 365, you very much included. What's so interesting is just being able to even see what you, you yourself are, are doing and accomplishing, um, which is so interesting and, and amazing. Okay. So yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. It's so true. Like, uh, just yeah, stopping and and take some distance over it all and 
it's so amazing. Then you can just uh, learn so much how to, I don't know how to say really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, it's okay. What do you think your biggest shift has been since you started? And just so everyone listening knows, uh, we're recording this in in the toward the end of cycle two. So Flow three sixty five is four seasons, four ninety day seasons. It's a year long, and you know. So we've gone through one full one, and we're sort of not all, we're in a couple weeks. We wrap up the second one. So so what is in this time? What what do you feel like your biggest shift has been? Um. So for me, the biggest shift is. Uh, my energy mm. so not my energy as my energy but um, the fact I am much more happier I've got um, I feel so much joy and I'm so positive and it, everything feels like it's fun I think that's the biggest shift uh, I can I can say I love that I love that that it feels that way um, and and it, again, it's that same thing of, you know, you explain your life even six months ago and and any of us explain our life and it sounds so good, you know, like, and to other people, you know, because we always have something that the next person wants, but we really have to feel it to really sort of be able to embody it. So it's so, it's so amazing that you feel that way. Yeah, um, it's, it's actually why I meant just before, I tried to mean, um, try to mean about the taking distance and things because yep. it's how you can then uh, feel happy about it and and see all the little things and uh, yeah I don't know it's really uh, it's really good another perspective I love it so what is your favorite part about the program itself so what I love is when we all meet up online mm-hmm. and share where we are and share what the next step for us and have your advice but also the the advice from the other if they feel like they have an advice for us and yeah it's this moment like it's it's yeah for me it's unique and also what I've realized is like I can't really share uh, that well what I'm doing with all of you because it's really uh, yeah unique so you are probably the only person, you and the group, that I can really explain where I'm at. And so that's, yeah, that's really special for me. I love that. And and it's so true. It's like we have all these people in our life who love us and, you know, want us to succeed. But I also think there's this little part of human nature that like we don't really want the person that we're with to change always, you know, cause then it makes it different. And I don't know. It's like when you make these little changes, um, you know, sometimes the people who we love most don't get it first of all. And second of all, like when you're in the middle of this, like little things can make a big difference. I'm trying to think of a good example. Maybe you can think of one yourself, like, but sometimes it's like little, it's not like big, things like it's not like you've changed your career yet or you know it's not it's like sometimes it can be so little these things that bring joy and it's so helpful when when somebody can when somebody can really hear that um while you're doing it because otherwise you you know it just helps you with the momentum i think it helps everyone with the momentum everyone in the group is just helped by saying these things out loud really declaring them and then really having people to celebrate them celebrate those things as we do them. 
Yeah, it's great. Yeah. All right. So I love that. Okay. So, and then what is your favorite part about the planner? So the, you know, the group in the group we're using the planner and, and I have found that hugely helpful myself to have a group of people using the planner together, but what, for anyone who, you know, may not join the program, but can, everybody can get the planner. What's your favorite part about that? So my favorite part is to track or deep or almost debrief uh, my day. Yeah. I just love it. Like when I, I now I've got my routine every night. I spend probably 15 minutes uh, with my planner and um, I write things down. I look at what I've been doing. And it's so fun because I can, you know, there are obviously stuff you do, but stuff that you didn't do for some reasons. And it's really good to to think about it. And, and uh, yeah, do I do my little debrief with myself and uh, I really love it. I love, I love that you love it. <laughs> um, Cause I feel like that part for me, I was like, Oh, I know I have to do that. But that part was really, it's been really important to me as well. Um, and maybe even why I created this the way I created it. Um, because that step of going back, I, you know, I was somebody before I created the planner who would, you know, plan. Like I love planning. I love thinking in advance. I love planning, but then I wouldn't always do everything because, you know, life was busy and I had these three little kids and, and, and even without that, I think there's so many moments where we like just don't do things because they feel hard or, you know, they take longer than we say they were going to take or whatever, like for whatever reason, we don't start them. And it was so helpful to just go back and track that sort of without judgment because I think so often we're so hard on ourselves and when we don't see it it's I guess it's a lot like money right like if you don't know what's in your bank account or you know and that's like an obvious one that I think a lot of people think they know you know might know about but time works the same way and so does food and so we're sort of tracking all those things at the same time which I have found very helpful so I love that you like that and as soon as I realized that um, it doesn't matter if these things I didn't do or the most important thing is to know it uh, and as you say don't judge myself and improve and right. that's a fun game because then you can improve day after day week after week and then at the end you got to change that you know it's gonna you're gonna do it and then uh, I don't know it's just a fun game and if it is really good Cool. And it's funny because that now as you're saying that, it almost sounds similar to how you were explaining getting to the Olympics <laughs> and trying and trying. I love that. Okay. So what, what is your word for this 90 day cycle? Uh, so my word is serenity. So, uh, serenity. I love that. so and for everyone listening at the beginning of every 90 day cycle and in the planner, if you just have the planner, the first question is to choose a word that you sort of feel like what you want to embody for this 90 day um, season. And it's just this really meaningful practice that I feel like, you know, in the, when we're in flow 365, we spend a lot of time really thinking about it and really, and that's where the group is, I think really helpful as well, because, you know, we all have, we help each other like hone in on the right word. Right. I, I think we all, this, this cycle, especially we all went through and helped each other with the wording. Um, and it's just really helpful to start that way. And it's such an easy page, I think, to skip over <laughs> if you just have the planner. So that part of the program is really helpful. And 
it really does help inform all the rest. So how do you feel like that word since you've started has helped you make your mind up about, you know, what you're focusing on or what you're not focusing on? Um, I think this word helps me to be more present. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And so by being more present, I'm less stressed and I'm more confident. It's, it's really that like, uh, yeah, he has made me feel really different and yeah, just more relaxed. And and is it, I'm just trying to think it's, I think this is true that in, in realizing that this word called you to be present, I think you started doing things that were different to make you present, right? Like, so is this the cycle that you really found meditation? Yeah, I uh, I really started to make pause and, and meditate or breathe or, or walk in nature or, you know, things that uh, feels really... Uh, um, calm and and listen to my uh, body more than my head. Yeah, no, and, and it's funny. You can we can really see that, and it's funny because you're you're so in it already that maybe you don't even realize <laughs> how it was. You know, even just eight weeks ago. Um, but because yeah, that word really informed a lot of the things that show up in in your daily. You know, this is what I'm going to do this week or this day. Um, yeah, so cool. Okay, so what is one what is one really meaningful practice that has come out of this process for you? Um, I think it's taking the time uh, taking the time it's uh, it's so important to yes yeah, just take time uh, so you can uh, so you can listen to yourself more and mm. uh, and is that taking time to plan or taking time? To, okay, Basically for me, it's everything taking time to plan, to plan, taking time to to work, taking time to cook, taking time to exercise. You know, it's just taking time and not being such in a huge stress every time. Got it. So it, it might feel, and it did to me for me. It might feel like you wasting some time because you're like, oh my god, you, I could do so much more right now. But yeah. No. Definitely not, because at the end of the day, uh, you would have accomplished so much more for yourself and for whatever yeah. you Well, and so just to go back a little bit, at the beginning of our this time together, your tell, like, tell us a little bit about your days. Like, if I remember correctly, your days were pretty filled with being at the office. Like, like let, let's reflect, like, what a day looked like then and what a day might look like now that's differently. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I mean, so I was, there, there were two things. I was really fighting with, uh, because I was doing mainly the easy things, which mean indulging myself. Mm-hmm. So I was doing lots of sport. I, would, I was doing, I was going shopping when I did, didn't really need to. I was, you know, doing easy, easy things. And I was also really, so when I was working, I was so basically that was sorry that were that were two oh it, um I can see two things so indulging myself too much mm-hmm. and, and not really doing the hard things and uh, or the thing I had to do and working working and working feeling overwhelmed but 
it was it was stress and I was not productive at all. Right. I was this yeah, they were my two big fights really. Stopping to indulge to indulge myself and making sure I could be less stressed at work and and more productive. Yeah, and I remember like in the beginning, two big things that happened for you pretty quickly was one, you realize all this time that you were at work, like you, because at the very beginning you were like, well, where is there more time for these other things <laughs> that are in the planner? Because you know the planner very clearly makes you think about life and more than just work or even food, right? So, so you were like, where, where is this time? And because I've, yeah, I almost forgot that, but now you remind me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember one day you piped on and it's funny because this isn't the problem that everybody in the group has but you you said like I need to stop exercising like I'm basically using that you know as a time suck and it's so interesting how in that case everybody's really different because some people in the group are really working on finding time to exercise Um, but just being able to know like you know for some of us it might be tv for some of us it might be going out for some of us it might even be like you know, whatever, whatever it is, but there's so many ways that we can just mindlessly or not mindlessly, but, but that we, that we can put our time, but isn't in alignment with what we want to do. It's crazy. And uh, now I'm only thinking uh, of uh, uh, putting, bringing some exercise in my life because now I find the balance and I can use exercise differently, not like spending four or five hours <laughs> doing only that. And yeah, and it's funny when you mentioned my work because I remember now uh, working, it was like 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. And it didn't make sense. I didn't have to do that. And I didn't even realize. And I remember my partner saying, now it's time to go to bed. You, sh- you should stop. You know, you don't have to work right now. And I was like, yes, I have to. I have to finish that. And oh my God, it felt so wrong. But I didn't really realize it until, yeah, until I started this work with you. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Okay, so you're a nutritionist. So you know a lot actually about food. And I, but I also feel like at the beginning, you did a lot of work with that on yourself. So will you share some of the things that you did? Because I feel like those would be useful to a lot of people. So maybe sort of what you were feeling and then what you ended up doing to make yourself feel better. Because I do feel like you were very intentional about the different things you tried with food um, and that you've really succeeded at that. Yeah. Wow. It's hard to to know what to say because it's been such a long journey and I'm still uh, working on that. So, uh, so basically, as I started to to do sport as a job full time, I didn't eat what I should eat, and I basically started to feel really tired, injured myself, couldn't recover. So that was to be really uh, precise. On, the change was to be really precise on what I needed to eat as an athlete, which is a bit different than normal people, mm-hmm. and it's. I try to explain now to the athlete, to the football player I'm, I'm following, um, which is really uh, uh, being precise with my hydration during exercise, my recovery snacks, and make sure I don't I eat what my body needs. Like uh, you would easily eat um, a big uh, 
plate of carbs like pasta or rice when actually you also need veg, you also need fruit, you also yeah. need uh, whatever rich in nutrients for your body. And I, because I, I, I started with a dietitian school in France and what they learned, what, what I learned was more about calories, but so a big point where, where I was missing is uh, the nutrients. Yeah. And why after that, I moved on to another school and I learned a lot more uh, in that. And yeah, so I needed to be more precise with my nutrients and how to feed my body properly and the quality of the food as well. So mm-hmm. the industrial food would not really give you anything you need. And so it's how now I am going to the farm, I'm going to the local uh, farmers and uh, local whatever butcher or, or any, any shop where you can find good food, where mm-hmm. they respect the, the quality of the products they sell. So that was one of the big things. I love that. And, and, and you're not going as often as you're going when you plan, <laughs> which I love. Because <laughs> uh, I do remember you saying you were shopping every day at the very beginning. Um, and then two other things, I'm just going to jog your memory because I, I hear things. Two other things, experiments, because we, we sort of work um, on experiments sort of one at a time. And I've loved how you really, um, you take that very seriously. And I appreciate that. And so what, I, I know one experiment you did was with caffeine. Right, mm-hmm. so you you took out coffee. I don't know if you still do that, but um, but it was just so interesting to like watch, and and maybe it's just because we have the format of this group that you know when it's tempting to go have a coffee, we can report to each other. You know that we all we have this chat that's always going on. So it's like you know I did this today, and I. I really didn't want that or I, I ate this thing or I drank this drink and I, I didn't really mean to, but it's okay. You know, and, and it's just nice to have a place where that is that actually can be heard, which I guess is what you were saying at the beginning. But so you did this coffee experiment. Um, and then another area that I thought was super clever that you've been working on is as you were feeling really good, because you had done all this work and, and, and we're, I think, starting to feel really good on your own, all of a sudden we hit times that where there was travel and holidays and 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 you had all these experiments about how to eat among others um and it's been amazing to watch just how it's all about boundaries and how you've really been able to draw these boundaries and 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 have a trip where you really feel good and and I think that didn't used to be true for you right no no that was not uh, um true because um yeah, when you travel, you if you don't think and plan in advance, you would easily eat things that you don't want, and you because obviously you're not at home, so you're not always deciding if you are at your family's or going out. Uh, if you don't think a little bit before <laughs> about that, you you will take the wrong decision. So it's how you. Yeah, uh, making sure you think about it and and remember that you have to prepare some snacks and you have to uh, be a bit more present when you decide what food you're going to order at the restaurant and and uh, maybe uh, control a bit more where you're going to eat and yeah, it's all of, all around that that will uh, 
Yeah, I love that. And it's been amazing watching you come back from these different situations and just report like how it went so differently than it used to go. So I love that. Yeah, and I still have to, uh, to improve. You know, there are so much details you can improve and it's, yeah, it's so much better. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, we've talked about a lot. So if there's anything we've talked about that you want to repeat, but for anyone listening, what do you feel is one thing that they could do just today? Like they could just start doing that you've been doing out of this time that we've had together? Like what is one practice that you feel like everyone should do? What I find amazing is to, before to, to do anything, uh, so to eat or drink if we speak about food, make sure you pause for, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds and see how you feel. And basically we're talking about the coffee. We just talked about the coffee and basically I was drinking my coffee uh, as a motivation, whatever tool. But, uh, so I realized like, uh, by taking a pause and think, okay, now I'm having a coffee, but why? And why? Because I need to find motivation. And but in the same time, the coffee will make me feel stressed and dehydrated. And it's not what I want. I'm going to feel worse after that. So anyways, just to feel, to, to acknowledge how you feel and why you're doing whatever you will do. Yeah, I love that. So the pause, and I feel like that can be before food, that can be before work, that can be before mm-hmm. watching a movie before you when you should be sleeping. <laughs> and yeah. and and the interesting thing that I find about this, and just because it's been such a a, a pleasure and a, a amazing thing, just to be, um, you know, the the coach of this group is, and and I'm learning just as much as 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 everybody else. It's been so fun, and one of the things I observe a lot is that sometimes we, we have, we create these rules and planning, like I'm not going to have coffee, but every once in a while after the pause, we realize it's okay. Right. And it's just about, I mean, I'm using coffee as an example, just because we started with that, but it could be anything, you know, it could be a piece of cake. It could be, um, uh, you know, that you're going to stay up extra and watch a movie because you need time with your with your partner, whatever it is. And sometimes it's just like we have to make the choice. And there's so many times where we don't give ourselves the the space to, to make the choice. We just do. We just keep doing things. And for me, it was interesting because the coffee thing is, I've done that experiment throughout my life as well. And there have been moments when coffee has been been fine. And, and what I was finding was I was using it as an excuse of somewhere to stop and like see people. Like I needed, like I would always go, I would always think to go get coffee when I was home working and, you know, or I was just talking to kids all day <laughs> and I just needed to get out and have like a grown up conversation. And I was like, I don't need to go have a grown up conversation with a barista. Like I can call a friend and go walking or, <laughs> you know, and it's just like that pause, which, so I love that. I love that advice. So everyone's going to start pausing. So interesting how you say it. Yeah. Okay. So I think we're good. Thank you so much for, for taking your time um, and for being here and for explaining your experience. I, I'm i so grateful to share and, and speak about it. Really. It's really nice. Oh, good, good. And we have, have six more months together. So it's so fun. <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens by the end. 
It's really nice. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Helen. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Helen. I always love hearing that French accent. It makes me happy. So at the end of every episode, I always share some doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action. If you've been around here for a while, you know that I usually choose three doable changes and then explain to you how what I would really prefer you to do is choose one, one doable change so that you can really commit to it and plan for it and make it fit into your life. So today, I'm actually going to experiment with what happens if I do dish out one doable change because one of the things that Ellen shared in this podcast I think is so important and something that we can all work on, and that is to pause before we act. Just take a minute, one minute, or even 10 to 15 seconds to see how you feel before you eat or drink, or work, or work out, or anything else that might come up that you're thinking you want to do something differently than what you had thought you planned for. So sometimes we create rules in planning, like I'm not going to have coffee for the week. That's going to be my experiment. Or I'm never going to have coffee again, or I'm not going to have gluten. And don't get me wrong, I encourage these rules. But every once in a while, after the pause, we realize it's okay. It's okay to have that thing this once because we want that. We're in alignment with that and we've taken the pause and we're making the choice from a really good place. It could be coffee or anything. It could be staying up late to watch a movie. Maybe you set a rule, and I'm using air quotes right now, that you really want to go to bed on time so that you get the right amount of sleep. And this is often a rule that's really going to serve you for the rest of your life, but that might mean that one night you have a pause and you take a deep breath and you realize that on this night, your partner could really use some company, a snuggle up while you guys watch a movie. And then you've made a choice. You've created the space to make a choice. So you've paused before you acted. And this can have so many good ramifications in so many parts of our lives. So this is the thing that I will encourage us all to play with for the week. And I will see you guys in a few days for another interview about parenting. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.